confidence as well for us and obviously it's nice to help other people and realise that sport can make a difference to you. It's amazing, obviously I love athletics so much and I'm so grateful and so lucky to have it as my job. You're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just Ask. Gofynnwch. Just Ask. Hello, Chryso. Welcome back to a, another hashtag Just Ask podcast episode brought to you by the National Youth Board of Disability Sport Wales. What a show we have today. We have one incredible guest coming up, but I just want to tell you a little bit about the theme. The theme for today is Women in Sport Month. So I will be introducing you to an incredibly inspiring and amazing athlete. She is a multiple world, European and Commonwealth medalist in the 100 meters, 200 meters and long jump. She has also represented Great Britain and Northern Ireland at two Paralympic Games and she's gearing up ready for her third. She probably is the most smiliest person you'll ever meet as well. I'm really excited to introduce to you, Olivia Breen. How are you, Olivia? You okay? Hey, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. That's okay, thank you for inviting me. Really good to have you on. I said, I know you're a busy girl and you've got lots going on, especially for your, uh, your preparations for a very big year, isn't it? It is going to go fast. So, yeah. Liv, yeah, we're celebrating Women in Sports Month and, you know, celebrating some incredible people that take part in, in our sport and all sports around the world. So, I guess, with you, let, let's start from the very beginning. And uh, let's, how did it start for you? How did you get involved in sport? So basically, I've always loved all sports, and I've had, you know, I won my first race at sports day when I was five years old, and my dad used to be a sprinter and a rugby player. So I've got the, I've got the genes in me, like athletics and stuff. But I didn't quite know how, you know, life was going to turn out for me because school wasn't really my thing. But I was always like a real people person, and you know, just loved sport, but didn't think I'd be going to a Paralympic Games at sixteen years old. But um, so how it started, so. I've obviously got my cerebral palsy um, in both my limbs, so I got so I got invited to a national like talent day in December of 2011, and um, obviously like didn't really see where my life was going and stuff, you know, and um, yeah, that was really cool. So I went. My mum was like, "Oh, Olivia, you should go," and I was like, "I didn't really see myself as disabled, you know, because I've always been treated like equals as my brothers. So I've got two brothers. I've got a twin brother, a younger brother, and um, my mum was like, "No, Olivia, you should, I think it'd be really good for you because obviously you you do have a disability." And I was like, "True." So she was like, "I think it, I went, and it was the best thing ever. I saw someone with the same disability as me, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool," you know. And then in 2012, January, I got international, uh, nationally classified um, at Lee Valley. And then in April 2012, I was buying a race in 100 metres. And I was ranked number one in the 238 category in the UK. And I was going, I'm just like, okay, like, I'm 15 years old. Like, this is cool, but yeah. In April 2012, I got invited to Gateshead to run against with the British relay team for the Paralympics to get the qualifying time. And I was just like, right. Like, this is mad, but this is so cool, you know. Um, and then I, they were like, we need to get you internationally classified in May 2012, got internationally classified, went to Croatia, ran against number one in the in the world, the Russian girl, was just 
wow, just amazing. And then a few, yeah. a few weeks later, we had the European Championships. Someone got injured, so they asked them to go. They asked them to go for it. So I was like, okay. Um, obviously missing loads of school. Obviously not very lucky. It wasn't the year of Giuseppe's, it was the year after. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just crazy. And then going to the European Championships, got two bronze medal on the hundred meters and two hundred meters. And then on the 9th of July, I got the call telling me I've been chosen to represent Great Britain at the 2012 Band of Games and the wow. two hundred meters and the four one hundred relay. And I was just like, I was in school at this point. I just thought, I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy it's pretty, so yeah. pretty much like a really fast track and lots have happened in a short period of time but going back yeah. to that that point you said so you compete in the the t and f 38 category yeah so just yeah. want to describe to, to to the listeners what what does that actually mean so basically t stands for track and then f stands for field so obviously i'm a sprinter and a long jumper now um but obviously the the, the from T35 to T38, to 38, so it means you're, like, it means what kind of different cerebral portion you've got, or, mm-hmm. you know, stroke relate, related, MS, you know, but, um, so 38 is all limbs, you know, the most mild cerebral portion you can be in, and from 32 to 34, you're in a wheelchair. Got you. Your cerebral portion is there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and then you talked about that, because I, I feel the same as well, like what growing up in, for me in, in school was just about trying to be, I guess, one of, one of the guys and just trying to fit in as much as possible and kind of like not hide my disability, but just like not show it just to be normal, whatever normal is. That's so, exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. how is it for you? Like for, for me meeting my, my well, one of my best mates, James Ball, who was visually impaired, like for, for the first time was was quite a bizarre experience for me yeah. and like so how was it for you meeting somebody else who had cerebral palsy it was weird obviously I've seen people with like I've been with cerebral palsy people before but obviously I was a lot younger because I went to like a, a school for like special needs people with like cerebral palsy like a class one like twice two days a week when I was like three and four and obviously I didn't even remember it but then when I was 15 obviously I was a lot more alert and stuff but yeah, it was really cool, but obviously the same with you. I try to be as normal as possible and try to fit in as well with my friends and stuff. But yeah, and um, obviously now I'm a lot more aware of disability and stuff, which is really nice because you just see it more, don't you? And you're more you're more aware if that's the same for you as well, probably. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 now I think for me, I, I'm as as the age I'm now, I, I I'm a lot more comfortable with who I am having a disability. So I feel like I'm in a position where I'm always happy to discuss my disability to, to kind of educate and, and help others who might be uh, might be in the same boat as me, you know? 100%. I think it's really good to, you know, it's also a, comfort, uh, a confidence as well for us, you know, and obviously it's nice to help other people and realise that sport can make a difference to you. Absolutely. Sport can make a difference. I love that. So that call, <laughs> that call, phone call, like we all hear about the phone call that will tell you if you're going to a major championships or not. So, t- yeah, take us that moment where you got that call. I guess it was, it would it be Peter Erickson at the time? It was. Was it called you? Paula Dunn. Oh, 2012? Paula Dunn, okay. Yeah. So, so talk us through that phone call. So basically what happened was I was in a German lesson at the time at school. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, obviously, we weren't really allowed to have our phones on at school, and um, so I got a call, and I just had to jump up and say to my teacher, I'm really sorry, it's an emergency, I've got to take the school, I know you won't let me have my phone on, but I have to take it, and he just looked <laughs> really weird, like, okay, Liv, like, what? <laughs> and um, luckily, he didn't tell me off, and then I ran back into the classroom, and was just like, I'm really sorry, I've got to go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really feel myself <laughs> because I wasn't allowed to tell anyone that I'd been selective until two days after when I got unsuppressed. So obviously Paula called me and was just like, you know, been selected, and I didn't really know what to think because I was just like, wow, like didn't know what to expect of 2012. You know, obviously it was a big games, but didn't really know what to expect, and obviously I was still very young. So what I did was I just ran home to my because school wasn't far from my house home at home. So I ran home to my mum and was like, Mum, I think she's <laughs> She just burst into tears. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. So, yeah, no more dreaming class that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, two days after, my, my driving teacher was like, that's why you had you lied to me. And I was like, mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So going from 2012, you know, you've been some champs already live you've got a very decorated record already like how has it been traveling the world you know competing against the best of the best winning medals how has that been it's been incredible obviously there's been ups and downs as well but um seeing different parts of the country seeing different parts of the world as well it's amazing obviously i love athletics so much and i'm so grateful and so lucky to have it as my job and it is a great thing to be part of, you know, and it is a real award when it gets all paid off, all the hard work, and you get a medal or you get a PB. It just, it really, it just, and no, it just sits right in your, and no, it gets emotional in your heart as well. And it's just a really good feeling. Absolutely, because you, you put so much effort. Like athletics is one of them sports where you can't do half asked, and you, you, you're all in and you're not, isn't it? So, and that's the hard thing about sport is. You know, you you can give your absolute everything to the sport, but some days it just doesn't go your way, doesn't it? And that's hard to take sometimes. But but when it pays off, and when you run that PB, as you said, or when you jump that PB, or or win a medal, it's it, there's no feeling like it, is it? Not at all. And obviously, like it is hard when it doesn't go well because you're thinking, oh, what could I have done differently? And it's just like just move, obviously be down for a day, but then move on. You know, it's a new day, and just try and think of the positives, but. It is hard when it doesn't go the way you want it to go. You know, you just you just got to learn from it and just take positives from it as well. Exactly, I, lo- I love that. And how how is training going at the minute? Uh, best, best, better than better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Okay, because the season is starting now, yeah. Yeah, so I had my first competition last week, which was really exciting. Obviously, the first I did it, I did two comps indoors, but um. It went okay, but I had my two wisdom teeth taken out in half in January, so it's quite I don't know, it's quite a bit training with that. But um, yeah, it went really well last week. It was just so good to be back competing and doing what doing all the hard work while you do it and seeing the hard work pay off as well. Absolutely. And how was how did kind of the the whole pandemic lockdown affect you in training? So basically, I was actually quite lucky. So I obviously didn't see my coach for six months. I moved. I'm based in Loughborough, and and my family are based down south of, in the south of England, like Surrey way. 
Um, so I was really lucky to have some gym equipment and I had an outdoor truck which was five minutes from my house which no one was using and I didn't have to like go through like a ledger centre or anything. So I was actually very lucky to have that and I just thought, well, the pattern has been postponed, I don't know when it's going to happen but, you know, this is my time to work on my weaknesses and I came back to my coach, you know, like a, a, a lot stronger and he was just like, wow, your hard work paid off, you know, and I was just like, well, I wanted to at least achieve something during lockdown. There's no point just sitting around doing nothing, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was the kind of key thing for you in lockdown then? Was it, you know, keeping that routine, that structure of your normal day to day? Was that what helped you the most, do you think? 100%. I think, you know, just being with my family as well was really lovely. And I obviously don't see them very often because I'm based in Loughborough. But um, it was just lovely to spend that quality time with them. And, you know, they really helped me getting through training and stuff. And, you know, my mum was coming to me to the track and filming me, film my <laughs> sessions to me, to send me, to, to, so I could send to my coach and stuff. And it was just, yeah, really, it really, it was a real benefit. Absolutely. So what's, I guess, what's on the horizon for Liv? What, what's next? I know, you know, you're gearing up for the Tokyo 2021 games and uh, the 100 and long jump. So... How, what is the process now, is now before this point? What, what's next? Um, so basically I've got the Love Internationals on Sunday, which I'm doing the long jump 100 metres. And then next Saturday I'm flying to the European Championships in Poland, which will be really exciting and just getting ready as possible. Um, I think I'm going to start completing like mid-July and get back into my last training box before going to Tokyo. And then the plan is we fly to Tokyo because I'm, I'm one of the early ones in Tokyo. So I think I fly out on the 12th of August. And then my last competition is on the 31st of August. And then we fly straight back. That's what um, that's what we've been told. So if that's still happening, then yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. So lots of hard work, lots of preparation going into the next couple of months. And uh, yeah, we well, everyone who listen in and anticipate Sport Wales wishes you all all the luck ready for for the next few competitions and, and the big one. Thank you and very much. <laughs> Commonwealth Commonwealth Games next year. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Not like the gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be going to be slightly different, but maybe uh, that. Uh, even well, I guess a small home crowd advantage maybe going into Birmingham. Yeah, fingers crossed. And obviously, it's not far, so you know, hopefully the weather will be nice, better than this one it is at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, well, me and Wales, we we uh we have to prepare for all weather conditions when we step outside the door. So yeah, <laughs> at least we'll be like we'll be like prepared. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so live so. You know, growing up, like you can see that sport was a pivotal part of yourself growing up and, and learning who you are and developing to the person you are today. So who was, who did you look up to? Who was your role models? Um, well, basically, I my twin brother was always really good to me and he was definitely my role model growing up. And then um, sporting-wise, during 2012, Jessica Ennis Hill, she's just an incredible athlete and a lovely person. And just so humble and just lovely and just really down to earth. And obviously, she had a, a lot of pressure on her in 2012 and, you know, going 2016 as well. But I just love how she just gets on with it and just, you know, does her best and, you know, it all pays off, you know. Yeah, and I think her her performances in 2012 were 
was so remarkable and are rememberable for, for some incredible reasons. It was, uh, yeah, that, that pressure, God, would have would have stopped a lot of people, but she, she rose above it all, didn't she? And uh, she absolutely just smashed it, didn't she? Yeah, she completely did. And I just remember watching her 800 metres that way, 800 metres, and she just, wow, she was just phenomenal. <laughs> so, yeah, to go, go and, I guess, extend from that point, really, like, how how important are, are female role models uh, for, for young females growing up in sports people? Oh, I think it's really important. I think, you know, it's good to inspire the next generation and just show what a difference sport can make and, you know, just always try your best and do find your passion and keep at your passion and just enjoy it and, you know, yeah. That's amazing. And especially seeing, you know, women like yourself, you know, because I know you did a lot with the Sky Sports Academy and, and things like that. So, you know, definitely having more exposure for, for elite women in sport is 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 something that you know people can relate to i think and, and uh, it will create more role models li- like yourself live you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah completely i was really lucky to have the sky sports scholarship that was a real honor thing to ha- honor to have and it's just good to give the message out there and you know school is not always everyone's thing and Sport can, you know, you can always find something and sport was my thing and I'm so lucky I found it and it's given me a career and experiences that I never thought I would have. So you just, you know, just never give up, always keep trying. There we are, not some absolute golden advice there from Olivia Breen. Never give up and, and follow what you love. That's, just, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. But no, Liv, thank you so much. And oh, last quick question. How was, I know I seen you on the telly, you know, the... <laughs> The brand new Olympic kit and Paralympic kit. How was it? I the Aww. pictures looked amazing. <laughs> it was so nice. It's it's really fresh. It's obviously quite white, which I'm quite concerned about. Obviously with CP, <laughs> quite clumsy. Um, but yeah, it was really nice, and it was such an honour to be there. And obviously, you know, looking back, some climbing Somerset House was like, oh my god, you know. But it was an amazing experience. That's awesome, and. Liv, what's your, so how can we all follow you? What's your Twitter and your Instagram handle so we can all stay up to date with Olivia Breen and, and what she's doing? Okay, so my Twitter is at Breen Olivia and then my Instagram is Livy underscore Breen, B-I-W-E-N. Obviously everyone Perfect. calls me Breen, but it's Breen. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, guys. So yeah, make sure you keep up to date with this incredible woman she's going to go on to some incredible things this year and we are really excited and and you can tell she is too so it's a big year ahead so thank you so much Lily for for joining us on the the podcast today and we really appreciate your time you're very welcome thank you for having me no problem thank you wow guys what what a show what a show. It was uh, fantastic to have Livia Breen on the show today. What, what a character and what, what an incredible person and athlete. So you know, make sure you tune in and, and check out the full episode on Spotify, Podbean and Apple Podcasts. I've been your host, James Ledger, and I'll see you on the next Hashtag Just Ask Podcast. Just Ask. Governor. Just Ask. <laughs>